Hello, welcome to the Made For More podcast. I am Fumi Adeni. Today is a very special episode. I have a guest, yes. <laughs> I've got someone extremely beautiful who has a beautiful perspective on our topic. And I got her here specially because I hope someone out there would overcome grief because of what we've come to do. And so, yes, that's what we're discussing today, overcoming grief. And with me here, I have Funto Ibuye, the amazing Funto Ibuye. Funto is a lover of God. She's the creative director at 528 Interior. She's the founder of The Beautified Life. She is also an author of This Purpose Thin and In Love with Abba. Also the Beautified um, Journal or Beautified um, Devotional. She's a coach at the Purpose Room with Funto Ibuye. Um, Funto Ibuye is married to her husband, Akin Ade Ibuye, and they are blessed with two handsome boys. Please let's make welcome Funto Ibuye. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning good to have you here how are you i'm very well thank you how are you too i'm fine i'm very fine thank you very fine thank you okay so today we'll be discussing um overcoming grief overcoming i know it's not a very popular um topic of conversation but i find that i always have to deal with this in conversations with people um let me give you Mm -hmm. a background without dad dad died when i um a few days turning to three he had been ill for a while he was he was an amazing i mean i grew up with a full library of kenahagin books and all that he had passed on so he was and all and my mom also at all but growing up i don't think the effect of his um death so strong because i didn't have of him it was just pictures at and all but then growing up i remember within a period of about eight years i lost my uncle he had an a heart attack i went on to lose one of my grandma if in 1998 and that hit me strong because i was about I was was, I was conscious then I knew what happened and then just about when I was about getting to the university I lost two of my aunts they had um, complications with diabetes and um, that hits me I've been believing praying for their heat and also I had Mm -hmm. so God where were you why did you allow it happen I remember after one passed I just went to my room and I I'm done with this faith thing and this God thing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then when I left, am I going to if I leave God? <laughs> and then I just went back. I asked mm. him all the questions. And I didn't get all the answers immediately, but I received peace because mm. I threw everything wrong. And so I just want us to walk um the process of grief and loss with people. Because in this season reminded a whole lot about the whole process people were mm-hmm. dying to um the covid pandemic a lot of my family friends abroad a few friends 
together with um, relations abroad and they will mm. call me deeply I remember mm-hmm. having such a huge burden sometime in, in at the end of April I just say God what can I do mm. to have this he kept flashing through my mind every time the conversation would come up in my mind mm-hmm. and so through your own journey of um, loss grief mm. how you overcame okay thank you so much for answering the call to do this first of all i think it's really a very important conversation i've also had people send me messages and email you know who are dealing with grief and loss and asking me questions so i mean yes i'm 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 honored and privileged to be on this with you so my journey with loss actually started when I was 17. I mean, I lost my dad when I was 17. So, I mean, um, a little background story. So, my mom and my dad um, had me while they were in school and they never got married. Well, so they both married different people. My dad married someone else. My mom married someone else. So, I'm literally in the middle of two families. I have step, I have a stepmom and a step dad and all my siblings are steps right so i have two from both sides and i'm i'm the first one in the middle yeah so i mean so growing up in that kind of situation so somehow i kind of was i grew up a little bit angry with my dad for not getting married with my mom you know so i had that beef with him until i um really gave my life to christ when i was in um, I mean, I started to give my life to Christ when I was in about <laughs> SS2. You know how you give your life to Christ and you take it back, you give it again. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I started that journey and I just, you know, decided to forgive him. And I remember one um, instance that, you know, can I can never forget because it really struck my heart. I remember one, because my dad used to, I mean, he was very successful in his career. He was the, um, he was the, managing director of the company was working with a, a global company so i was really pretty successful but one day he came back home and he used to come home really late at night right so most of the time we'll be sleeping <clears throat> we'll come home late into the midnight he and his wife that's my stepmom they used to have a lot of issues i remember them fighting almost every day over different stuff like there was kind of like almost no peace in the house so mm-hmm. i remember one night he came home and he came straight to my room and he started to cry like his eyes were red and he was crying and i i, I mean i was just i was just a teenager i was wondering like why is this man crying like what's happening mm-hmm. and you know he started to tell me how he really made a mistake with his life we know marry my mom you know and then my mom i didn't even <clears throat> so my mom my, my mom waited for 23 years before she wow. um, had a before she had a, a set of twins she has a set of twins so she waited 23 years after getting married wow. husband, right? so that time she hadn't given birth so my dad was like oh what should they do you know that he really felt so bad he felt like he made a huge mistake in his life and he was just really crying his eyes were red and honestly i didn't even know what to tell him but you know that encounter really really like it's so strong in my heart i can remember and so from then 
you know, I just started to let God heal my heart and just help me forgive him. So I started to forgive him. This was when I was in secondary school. I was in SS2 SS3. And then I got into the university. <clears throat> I was in my 100 level. I remember that we were like almost best friends. We now got so close. Like anything that happens, they would tell me first. You know, if he was, was getting a new car or was getting something, he would call me to tell me. And it was really cool. If I needed something in school, you know, I'll call him. Like, it was like literally my ATM machine. If I just needed yeah. anything, I just needed something to call him and he would send it. Yeah. Right. So, this was my 100 level. And then I remember that after 100 level, we did my exams and I came out with straight A's. Mm. I finished with the first class. And I was like, oh, wow, that if I did this in my second, in my second year, that it would yeah. get me my first car. And I was going to turn 18 in my second year. So, I mean, it was just perfect. Only for me to enter 200 level. And then he got sick. I don't even know what... They didn't really tell me what the sickness was. Because I was in school. But I knew that it had something to do with his lung. My dad used to drink a lot. Um, I mean, for some, we used, to, we used to have so many issues in his marriage. I think drinking was like his, his way to exactly get away from that so he used to drink a whole lot like a whole lot so he had this long issues and then i did it i mean i started praying i got my friends and i to you know kind of do like a prayer chain we're praying for him they flew him out of the country at some point they brought him back um so anyway long story short i remember that um so this was towards the this this was in december we were just about preparing for um leaving the school for the december break preparing for examinations in january so my uncle comes to school he comes to meet pick me i'm like "Ah, what's happening like he has never come to pick me before and he's like oh that's my grandmother that's my dad's mom Mm -hmm. just came back you know she came back to see my dad and she's going back soon so she wants to quickly see me before she goes back i'm like okay so i carried my bag packed my stuff got permission from school to leave long story short we left school i got to the estate gates of uh where we're staying uh-huh. and the first thing i saw were obituary pictures uh-huh. of my dad uh-huh. i didn't even know what happened to me i literally passed out i screamed and i passed uh-huh. out the next time i was opening my eyes i was in my room uh-huh. in the house and there were so many people around uh-huh. uh it was such a, like i could not believe it like uh-huh. i really could not believe it like you know this wasn't this wasn't supposed mm. to be the plan because i was really praying i'm like yeah yeah because i was really praying i'm like okay yes i know that god you know what i mean and at this time i'd gotten really serious in my relationship with god mm. you know i really fully now giving my life when i got to 100 level so i mean i was and then i got to my friends to pray so it was like ah oh, yes my faith was on all i you know mm. you know Believing that you know, and my own dad cannot, and and you know, I just started the relationship with him. Our relationship just started getting better, yeah. and then he left. And I mean, also, this was the year he was supposed to buy my first car. You know, all of that. I'm like, I mean, it was a. I don't even know how I pulled through that season, but I remember that um, I literally became angry with God. You yeah. know, just like you said. 
yeah. I became so angry with God. I'm like, God, you know what? Literally, I don't understand. So if this is how you are, like, just at the point when I'm beginning to love mm-hmm. my dad, you said I should forgive him. I'm loving him now. You don't take me away, mm-hmm. you know. So I had all that anger. I, I literally also left God. I'm like, God, you know what? I'm not doing it again. Mm-hmm. I remember going back. School. We had exams in January. Like that was what that was. I didn't even. I couldn't even read. Mm-hmm. And that exam, I just dropped from from a first class to it so on mm. right i couldn't read and it was so it was so um i, I mean it was so hard it was such a hard season mm. for me i i mean i couldn't i, I was just I, I was just and then my my brothers those my daddy's kids they were so young mm. i think one was seven and the other was just five mm. so i didn't even like like what's going to happen to those children like how are you going to survive without yeah. their father you know so many questions who's going to pay my school fees mm-hmm. you know i had so many questions so many questions but you know today i look back and i'm grateful that that actually really happened mm-hmm. and something that you know something i remember um so i asked because um my grandmom was with him was she was like, the one actually carrying him when he passed on mm-hmm. and, you know so i asked her that did he give it i hope he gave his life to christ so mm-hmm. They were like he that he prayed and he gave his life to Christ, mm-hmm. you know, like a few days before he passed on. Mm-hmm. So I think that was some somehow comforting yes. for me. Yeah. And to I look back and I'm actually really grateful because the truth is, looking at the trajectory of my life, if my dad was still alive, I would I would most likely have not become I wouldn't have I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing half of the things that I am doing now. I would have been so pampered, so protected. My dad had his own plans for my life. You know, I probably wouldn't have married the husband that I'm married. I wouldn't have, you know, my life would have just been completely different because he literally had his own plans for my life. You know, I was going to go after I was done with university. He was already planning for me to go and do my master's. He was going to get me a job in the company he was working with. You know, he had all that planned out. My life would have been completely different, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. Grateful knowing that um, I know that he is in heaven. Yeah. Right? Because I know that I have to Christ. And yeah. I'm grateful because, I mean, now... I, I, now I understand that you know if 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 we was here, my life would have been completely different. So how did I get back to my journey with God? I think one of the things that really helped me in that season was you know being. I went to Covenant University. And Covenant mm-hmm. University is a very high spiritual school, a very high spiritual environment. So there was no way that I could just stay angry with God, mm-hmm. literally just be angry with God. I mean, there wasn't any way. And my friends were around me. I had friends who were always praying, though, you know, so they were always praying for me. They were praying around me, though. You know, we used to have a lot of prayer walks very early in the morning, though, go for prayer work. So there was no way I could just, you know, just be there on my own. So I think my friend really kind of helped me move, go back to God. I remember I'll be taking prayer walks and I'll just be asking God, I'll be telling God, okay, God, I don't understand, but, you know, you really have to help me. You have to help me understand. Like, you just have to help me. And gradually I started, you know, getting and getting back into that. So while I do not really understand why my dad had to leave at that time, but, you know, in retrospect, I'm actually really happy that he did. Mm. So fast forward. Um, so that was 2017. That died in 2017. Fast forward to 
2009. No, 2007. Sorry, 2007. Yes, my dad died in 2007. Fast forward to 2019. Um, I lost my mom, and then we take it back to 2018. So I mean, I get this call in 2018 from my mom that oh that I should come. So I got to see her and she said, oh, that, um, you know, that she has not been feeling well. This was about July, August 2018. She has not been feeling well, you know, that she's a lot fatigued. She's not feeling fine, you know, so she went to the hospital. So I'm like, okay, go to the hospital, like, go and do tests. Let's see what's happening and all of that. As at this time, you know, she had just given birth to um, a set of twins about four years ago mm. five years ago okay. Since, uh, we're five years old at that time in 2018 so i'm like okay let's go to the hospital let's go and run some tests so she went so she goes to the hospital she runs some tests and they i so the next time i ask us about it she tells me that oh that is that they that they said she's pregnant i'm like okay this is my mom <laughs> my mom just like in 2017 this is 2018 you're 51 you're pregnant okay so i'm like oh i mean that's i mean that's at least thank god thank god that is pregnancy you know between when she went for the test and when she called me to tell me the result there were so many things running through my mind i was just praying like and one of the major things that was in my mind was that "Hmm, i just hope that this is not cancer i don't know where that came from but he just kept saying I just kept hearing cancer in my head. Mm-hmm. But when she told me pregnancy, I was like, it was like relief. Yeah, like, ha, thank God. Pregnancy. <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's not cancer. So I now started to, so she it was like, she was sad. But I started to encourage her. I'm like, why are you sad? No, don't be sad. Like, at least it's pregnancy. Don't worry. To be my baby, you just give birth to the baby. Yeah. I'll take over, I'll take over the baby. You know, so we started, so this was in um, about August. So they said that she was like about four months gone. So her EDD was like in January 2019. Yeah. She was supposed to do it in January 2019. So I'm like, okay, so I mean, um, get your vitamins, all of that, all of that. You know, that don't be sad. I was just always encouraging her, calling her up, checking up on her. How is it doing? You know, that you cannot be sad. That if you're sad, it will affect the mood of the baby, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I was just really happy in my mind that it was pregnancy. So we got to January. We're expecting to deliver baby. So I got I get a call. I get a call from um one of my mom's close friend, really close friend. And she's like, Funta, you need to go to the hospital now. That your mom is in the hospital. So she sent, tells me my mom. She tells me the hospital. So I'm like, oh, maybe like is a is like she she's delivering, yeah. you know. So okay, on the site, I rushed to the hospital. I'm like, okay, where I um which department? Something and it was supposed it was an emergency department. I'm like, what's she doing in emergency? Anyway, I get there. I get there. Thankfully, I re- I called my husband so that we could go together because I hate hospitals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate hospitals. I didn't want to go alone. So my husband was with me. We get there. I see my stepdad. He wasn't looking so happy. I'm like, okay, maybe the baby died or something. Anyway, only for them to tell me that my mom has stage four cancer of the breast. I'm like, I don't understand. 
it was supposed to be pregnancy. She was supposed to deliver. What happened to the pregnancy? Anyway, long and short, short story. So my uh, my husband goes round to speak with some doctors. You know some of the doctors. You knew some of the doctors in the hospital. Yeah. So he goes round to speak with them, and they brought out a file, and they were like, there was never any pregnancy. Wow. Like it had always been cancer. So I'm like, I don't, is it that she did not want to tell me? Oh wow. You know, I mean. I don't, Played. I, I I went on the floor oh, wow. and I was wailing like I could I like for the life of me it was too much for me to handle like I did not even know what to do so I saw her where she was staying in the ward she was staying and I didn't even know what to say I'm like mommy did you know she was even still telling me that uh that she could still feel the baby in her tummy I'm like which baby <laughs> Which baby are you still feeling? You know, she was still telling me that. I'm like, which baby are you still feeling in your tummy? That they said that this thing is cancer. You know, I was just, I mean, I was, I didn't even know how to react. Yeah. I really, really, I really, really cried. So anyway, did so from the conversation my husband had with the doctor, was like at this stage that there was really nothing that could be done. Because they, had eaten up her lungs, she had eaten up so many things that even if they want to do maybe a uh, more staffing, a chemotherapy, that it will, it will be palliative or something like that, it really wouldn't do much. It would just be, it would just be to sustain her, you know, that kind of thing. So, like, uh, so the, my husband didn't tell me this one, it was later after she had died, I was now telling wow. me all of mm-hmm. that but that was the conversation that we had with the doctor it was and the doctor literally told him that she had barely three months oh, wow. to live and this was exactly january 14 2019 and by march 14 exactly two months my mom passed so i remember that between january and march i really it was hard for me to actually even be there for her because I could, my brain could not process accept it. Yeah. Like, yes, my brain couldn't process it. So I would stay, I was praying with my friends, you know. At some point, some of my friends, my husband's friends, we went to pray with her, you know. God literally even gave me a scripture. Mm-hmm. God gave me a whole time Psalms yeah. to pray yeah. over her with. And then when I was praying, you know, God gave me a word that I wasn't unto death. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gave me like comfort. I'm like, okay, yes, this is not unto death. You know, she's not going to die. You know, she's going to overcome this. And then so I started Googling. I started checking online for um, people who had overcome stage four cancer. You know, I started giving a testimony to, you know, build my faith. And then I'll go and see her. I'll really pray with her. You know, I was really, I mean, my faith was, my faith wasn't so high, but I know I, I had faith. I, I believed. I still believe that, you know, God gave away somehow. I mean, he already told me that it's not until death, right? So I was praising, I was praying, I was believing, and I was holding on to the scripture and the word that he gave me, like, this is not until death, this is not until death. But I just couldn't, it was so hard for me to really spend time with her so i just used to once in a while because i remember that anytime i go see her just seeing her in that state she literally could not even move i'm like this is not my mom like 
like about six months ago, like in October, I mean, before this whole, in October, we still went to the market together. Yeah. We still were climbing bike. We packed the car, we're jumping bikes together. So like, this is not the form that I, that I know. So it was just so hard for my brain to really process it. It was so hard. And then it was just, she couldn't do anything. So we started um, this um, alternative um, medication. Yes, so she was taking a lot of, a lot of smoothies, all of that, you know. And at this time, I didn't even know. We didn't even know the results. We didn't know. We didn't. I didn't. Me, I didn't have any idea that. Oh, so maybe. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I didn't know how advanced it was, right? So I was just really believing, really believing and praying. Anyway, she dies uh, March 14, and I'm like, this was exactly two weeks to my birthday. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't understand again, but you told me this wasn't on the death. So I remember she died on a Thursday because she was at home in her house. She died on a Thursday. I got the call on a very early Friday morning. You know, a brother calls me and says, Oh, that your mom wants to see you, that you should quickly come. Waiting for me to and he's telling me, Oh, that it has happened. She has gone. I'm like, But you said she wants to see me. Like, you know, I, I, I didn't even have words. I could not even cry. I just went on the floor and I was wailing. I remember that I could not even go to the room. My body was still in her room. I couldn't go to the see her body it was so much it was so much yeah. for me so that friday she died the thursday yeah. night so friday morning um we just the family decided that you know what instead of taking our body to the hospital or to the mortuary all of that long story because she stays a house somewhere in ogun state instead of bringing it all the way to yeah. lagos all of that getting a vehicle to transport her that we should just you know bury her there so we planned to do the burial so we did the burial on friday evening and then um i just left i left the house and i, I couldn't even go to my own house so i remember that evening i just told my husband that we should go to an hotel somewhere just to have like a different environment so i went to the hotel we stayed in the hotel on saturday and on sunday we literally went to church i went to church on sunday and I praised God. I remember that I praised, I praised God with my whole heart. And there were tears in my mm. eyes. But I just felt like that was what I should do. I just felt like that was the right thing to do. I didn't understand any of it. I mean, God told me that I wasn't unto death. So what, what do you mean by I wasn't unto death and she died, right? But I just decided to praise God. So I really praised God. And, you know, my friends came. You know, we were with me through, I mean, my friends were with me when, I mean, they came on the day of the burial. So they came when they heard that my mom had died in the morning. They came that Friday morning. They stayed with me all through till the evening when we buried her, you know. So that was like comfort for me. They were just all there for me. And then Sunday I went to church and then on Monday I went back to work. So for me, the way to, um, the way I kind of, not overcame it at that time. The way I suppressed that feeling of pain, I didn't want to go through it. Yes, was to throw myself into work. Like I walked my life out. Like I would do everything. I would, as in, I just needed something to block out, to block out that pain. 
you know i needed something to just push it down and push it far away so i threw myself into work i was working a whole lot i was in the i was working mondays to saturdays like it was crazy well it was my way to just suppress it that wasn't even overcoming it until i started bible school in august this is firebrand bible and that was where literally um that was literally where god kind of i felt like god arrested me like you just go, you're going to let go of this pain you're going to go through this and let me heal you basically so i got to firebrand and basically um the facilitator will just be teaching normally and i will start wailing like i'm not crying i'm wailing from the depth mm-hmm. of my soul like i can feel like my heart being yeah. ripped and i'm waiting so it was like the holy spirit was bringing out all mm-hmm. that pain and for some reason throughout that um bible school period i now started to really miss mm-hmm. my mom it was so strong like i now really all the all the feelings i did not have you know all the feelings i tried to suppress it was like they came back and like every day i would strongly think about how strongly miss and then i'll start yeah. crying and start crying i'm like i was not really pouring it out you know i was like pouring it out like god why did you let that go you know you know so i was not going through that was the now when i started to actually go through the process of you know letting the pain have its toll because i think that lot of people like me they suppress pain and don't let because the truth is when you're going through grief you have to go through the process yeah. until to get to it you're not going to heal if you don't go through that pain so time doesn't really heal no 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 time doesn't really heal you you have to go through that process so i remember the holy spirit started to um, give me scriptures on pain and i went through i literally read it um, read about two yeah. devotionals on overcoming yeah. pain you know and i had to go through that process so it was okay to yeah. cry it was okay to you know so i tried to use work to be macho yeah. and not cry you know but this process this time you know the holy spirit told me to cry it yeah. all out you know just cry however you're feeling cry it all out write yeah. it all out i journal a lot so or also right i was feeling i'll go and meet my husband and i'll be asking him why did it happen why my other will just be shocked like eh, this thing happened in yeah. march <laughs> why is it in august? you know because they are coming to ask me you know all of that i mean but he didn't he didn't understand that i was just going through my process you know so literally i went through that protest when nights i just i'll just wake up at night and start crying so i did that i did that i did that for about three weeks and i just really let the words do that work in me and just willed it all out i think that well that's what that's what that's what a lot of people who are going through grief or loss you know they don't allow themselves to experience the fullness yeah. of that pain yeah. of that grief and it's okay because everybody people always say i don't worry you know you know god will take control or people just give um different advice but nobody tells you that it's okay to cry just cry it out like you need to cry it out that's that is i mean it's it's grief it's painful it's like your heart 
to let it do that work in you. You need to cry. Crying is a way. Crying is like a a, a process yeah. of healing, actually. Do you see? Because sometimes when I finish crying, I'll feel a little bit better and I'll feel like I have understanding. And so literally one thing that I'm grateful for is during that season where I was now letting the Holy Spirit do his work in me and just really crying it out. God started to tell me, you know, God started to explain to me and give me understanding of what it meant when he told me that it wasn't unto death. And so he explained to me that really, you know, he showed me the scripture that really Christians as people who believe in God. And my mom was a God lover, like that one I know, like she was a woman, she was a woman of God. You know, she was the one who led me, taught me how to pray. Like my mom would wake up there at night. <laughs> she did it for several years. She would wake up 3 a.m. You would always catch her praying from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. That was my mom, you know. So, I mean, I knew that she was, I mean, and she, uh, she was so, I mean, when they say somebody is moved for Jesus, she was the one because she should be the one angry. She should be angry, for instance, with my, with my um, dad's, with my grandmother, that's my dad's mom, for not letting her get married to my dad in the first place, because that's the whole story. But my, my grandmother, she was still always calling my grandmother, always doing stuff for her, you know. I'm like, how are you this good to this woman that did not even want you to marry her son? You know, so she had that heart. Her heart was so good, so pure, you know. So God now started to explain to me what he really meant by it wasn't unto death. And now I now really understand that really it wasn't unto death. So when I say that, oh, my mom didn't die, like I know, I believe it. I know that she's just yeah. sleeping. You know, I, I now believe that scripture that says that we're only just sleeping. We've only just left this body, you know. And then I remember during this season, I was, I'll have so many dreams. I used to have so many dreams of her. You know, I'll see her wear white, you know, she'll be dancing or happy. I'm like, ah, you know, so it, it just gave me a lot of perspective. So that was really, really, that was really how I was able to now come to the place of completely being healed. Knowing that now understanding what God meant when he told it wasn't that God lied to me. God didn't lie to me. It's just that I didn't yeah. understand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just that I didn't understand what he was saying. And God now kind of explained it to me, you know, and he just gave me, just gave me a really different perspective. I'm like, literally, I mean, literally, it was, it's way better for her to be there than here with all this pain. It's not that God couldn't have healed her, but I'm sure he, he preferred her being with him. <laughs> We'd rather have her with him, you know. So yes, now, you know, so now um, it's over a year after I've come to this place where, so I really miss my mom sometimes. I mean, I still think about her, like, but I don't miss her the way I used there's to no miss her before I went through the pain. Exactly. So there's no pain. I'm not pained. I'm not crying. I'm not wailing. I'm just like, hey, yeah, mommy, I really miss you. If you're here now, you come and cook. You'd have sent soup for me, you know. I'll not be struggling to go to the market to buy food stuff. Or I'd have sent the boys to her to let me have my own time. You know, I'll just, I'm just missing her presence. But I'm not pained because I know where she is. I know that I'll see her again. I know that regardless of what happened, what had happened, God is still a good, good, good father. You know, God is still a good, good father. And he knows what is best for yeah. all his children. So if he, he knew that it was best for her to come, go and be with him at that time, that was the best thing to have happened. You know, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's been my journey through loss 
angry. And as you were speaking, I was just reminded a loss I experienced recently because um, my husband passed us, so I I stay with him. And we had a very beautiful sister in church, and um, she was ill for a bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember um, giving her scriptures. We were believing prayer. We said to be praying for her and, mm. and I had such a note of victory like oh no this will end and I remember mm. I woke up one morning going mm. to work and the spirit of God told me that it would be such a glorious day like I was praying I was so excited that day I went mm. to work excited I got back excited only for me to get home and I just picked up my husband's phone and he had been saying that she had died oh he hit me it hit me. It hit me so hard. Wow. It took me to this whole place. Of, I could it to be an amazing day. What is amazing exactly. about this? And um, it's an amazing day, um, right? <laughs> and I remember we, we we went straight to the hospital. I was like, I was just moving, mm-hmm. but my mom, I was in literal mm-hmm. shock. Like, what is happening? God, you said today was going to be an amazing day. Mm-hmm. Over time, I had I had to start comforting other people. Like, please let's my own grieving now. I have to be talking to people. <laughs> right. Sunday after mm. that, I was in church and we were worshiping, praising as we were singing the slow songs. I remember I just got on the floor and I began to wail like animal. <laughs> it wasn't crying. <laughs> I was just making grunts. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making loud grunting sounds and I knew that I knew that the Holy Spirit was yeah. killing me there. I knew and I got up from that place and he yeah. said, I am good and it does not end. Like I am good. My my name is goodness. I don't have mm-hmm. to and it doesn't yeah. end here. Life doesn't mm-hmm. end here. She's not gone. She's just this existence exactly you are, exactly you are here it's just like appearing in one realm and disappearing to another realm and this realm is mm-hmm. governed by, by time exactly. so eventually everybody is going to check mm-hmm. out like death and life they're just exactly. same coin one opens up to it and one mm-hmm. is on the other side and so that really gave me comfort it really mm-hmm. really really gave me comfort so i totally mm-hmm. um i, I want to ask um a few questions mm-hmm. where do you believe okay a person and they eventually leave are there things that have undergirded your faith so that you did throw it away like i remember oh, family members when she had left what questions i love what you said about journal it's so important to ask questions i'm not just taking everything mm-hmm. hook line and sit down like yes the lord and i feel like okay now i was just going to say that i feel like a lot of people have this misconception about oh we can't ask god questions no that's a big like god wants us yeah. to ask him questions but what we cannot do is we can't yeah. question him. We can't yeah. question his integrity. We can't question yeah. his goodness. Yeah. Do you see? So there's a difference between questioning God and asking him yeah. questions. Yeah. 
Yes, and and then the scripture says that it's yeah. the honor of God to conceal things. It's the glory of God to conceal things, but it's the honor of men and the to search it out. So there's, there's something on about asking exactly. questions. So I remember this um time I asked him, and he said, sometimes when you believe for a person's healing, you need to them to be on the same page with you. Do they really want to be healed? Some people just want to. They're just tired of this earth, like. They just really want to be with Jesus. Exactly. I remember the story of like <laughs> I remember exactly. the story of Jason Plantis' mother and their son. And he began to mm-hmm. pray and disturb Jesus and all like I want mm-hmm. and she snapped out <laughs> death briefly and she, <laughs> he said she literally grabbed him. Yes, like, she me grabbed him, like, excuse me, I'm not coming mm-hmm. back. Like I have fulfilled, I have <laughs> planned for my life. I have raised him ministers. I have done mm-hmm. what he asked me to do. I'm done with, mm-hmm. and it was painful for him, but he had to let it go. And so Jesus mm-hmm. said, "I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. You can't own choice. Like we have to own choice." Exactly. And then it was something that he said. What laws? He asked me, "What laws have they set into motion all of their life?" Keep saying, "By the time mm-hmm. I'm forty, mm-hmm. I'm gone." No. If I do this so exactly, 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 many years before, yeah, by that word, in mm-hmm. one, three months, I am saying, Oh, by faith, by faith, and mm-hmm. governed by laws. Mm-hmm. So many times that the law of their own words override exactly. you. So those were two things that he taught me, yes. and made me a little comfortable and um, understand a few more things. Is there mm. anything that, um, taught you that has um given more perspective to this also you can share yeah i think uh, basically the same things as well you know what you said about laws what laws have been in motion that's also that's also a very powerful you know discovery for me as well because over the years people might have been saying and i actually even read i think it was when i don't know one of these popular i think that basketballer kobe bryant when he died and someone had an interview yes and you know so i think one of his closest friends from when he was growing up had this interview and he said that when kobe was young he used to say that when he was 40 or so I was going to go and I mean that's literally what happened so it just shows yeah. that words are really powerful yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah, so powerful like you just mm-hmm. have to be careful of what you're saying literally I think so for um I think it's pretty much the same thing pretty much the same thing I mean I'm, I can't really remember any other one or any other thing any major thing that is just knowing that um at the end of the, at the you know one major thing is this world like this no, world just- really doesn't end here this world doesn't end here. This is actually even a dress rehearsal for the real world. And the truth is you wouldn't go to, if, you, if you're a believer, you wouldn't get a glimpse of the, of the other, of the real world. I want to come back here. Like, I believe that everyone is so beautiful. It's so completely different from here that just having a glimpse of heaven, you definitely wouldn't want to come back here. Right? So when people pass, you know, especially believers, when they pass and, you know, it's like, in fact, like they wouldn't want to come back here, literally. And I remember this also recently, yeah. Tony Evans' wife, you know, when she passed, I remember, you know, just going through all the Instagram posts, just really following her story. I'm sure like, you know, by the time she got a glimpse of heaven and saw her father, you know, and saw everybody there, she was like, you know what, let me just go. Let me just go. Literally, let me just go. 
and I believe that's what happens for believers. Just, just, just um, knowing that. I mean, where they are, where they are going is way much better than here, right? Yeah. Yes, and I think I mean this is also, you know, for all of us here, literally at the end of the day, all these things that we are chasing here, all these people we are chasing, <laughs> bag we are securing. <laughs> like that that is not that's not the essence of why we're here. Literally, we need to start a lot of people live without mm. having eternity because we're going to live forever. And our life mm. here, even if we live up to hundred, is <laughs> minute exactly compared mm-hmm. to the eternity so where would you rather spend eternity you know this is where you prepare for where you will spend eternity yeah so i think that death you know when people pass that just puts a lot of things in perspective for us like okay my time here is really limited i need to do what god has called me here to do because you know when it's time i would have to live here as well so yeah okay on this note i think i'd, I'd want you yes. to pray for people grieving and um if we some people to um, mm-hmm. jesus because in the end is to spend it with him it's such a painful thing to to lose it here and mm-hmm. lose it there because whether you whether I lose it there. or not we mm-hmm. are all eternal beings will live forever but the sacrifice of jesus and what you yeah. do yeah. what determines where you will be on the other side of eternity so absolutely on people going through grief and um lead someone at least one person to um receive jesus yeah okay in jesus name father we just want to thank you for this conversation thank you because we know your word says where two or three are gathered in your name that you're right there in their midst we thank you because we know that you are right here in our midst thank you for honoring us with your presence we commit everyone going through one form of loss or grief for the other we commit them into your hands we pray holy spirit that you help them through this season you help them through this process that you heal their heart completely of the pain in the name of Jesus and you fill their hearts with your peace you fill their hearts with your joy in the name of Jesus we pray O Lord that you help them help them to move from a place of peace from a place from a place of pain to a place of peace in you in the name of Jesus thank you Holy Spirit and we also want to thank you we also want to pray for those who are yet to um, give their life and surrender completely to you we pray oh lord for everyone who is listening now and who hasn't surrendered completely to you and accepted accepted your accepted your death on the cross and believe in your saving power we pray oh lord that you begin mm-hmm. to walk on their hearts right now and we pray oh lord that you know as they listen as they as they are listening to us now as they're listening to this prayer as they're listening to this conversation holy spirit that you begin to convict Amen. them in their hearts and you you give them bring give them the grace to fully accept christ as their lord and their Amen. savior in jesus name we pray oh lord that no one that would come in contact with this message that will come in contact with this conversation would die without surrendering to you in jesus name Amen. in jesus name we have prayed thank you Amen. so much for this conversation i really appreciate it i really do thank you thank you so much sis for having me it was an awesome time thank you thank you for doing you. this super thank well you. done to you ma'am conversation of, of, uh,